Thank you, man. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Hey, y'all, guess what the day is? The fast is over. What? <laughs> what? We're going to eat today, too, because we order our own food. We weren't waiting on the politicians to do it. Sorry about that last week. We got food, right? All right, I saw the thumb up, but I'm like, hey, I go out there today and ain't no food. I know who the fuss at. Hallelujah, Jesus. Boy, it's good to be in the house of God. Thank you all so much for your faithfulness in this fast. I thank you so much. My goodness, my goodness, I know God is doing breakthroughs. I've already seen some. I know God is doing some mighty things in your life because we were doing what Daniel did. Now, we didn't fast just like Daniel because we didn't eat fruit and nuts the whole time. But, I mean, but this last week for to be on fruit and, 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 and just, just not fruit, just, just liquids was amazing. I didn't even think of it. I know I sent y'all a text later in the game saying, oh, yeah, you can do broth and stuff like that. I, I, I didn't do any, but I'm glad um, I remembered that. So I thank you all so much. Can you just give yourself a hand clap? I thank you so much. And I believe once we set our mind on what it was God wanted us to do, God began to move some things. Come on, somebody. The begin, I'm going to tell you something. The minute we say we were going to do a fast, let me tell you what the first thing that happened. I got a testimony I know over here with Reverend Walden. I know uh, Deacon Easley and Miss Spells knows about it. The minute we begin to fast and do that, we begin to have an opening. So we're going to be on the Word Network starting in December. Come on, somebody. We're going to be on the Word Network. Start in December, I believe, the 7th, whatever that first Tuesday is. We're on on Tuesdays at 4 p.m., starting the first Tuesday in December. Amen. We're also going to relaunch our website and make sure that we uh, get a bigger footprint when it comes to our social media and the Internet. Amen. Because we don't know what's going to happen and how many people are going to actually start uh, coming back to church and how many people would just stay at home. So we want to be prepared and have that infrastructure together um, for the internet to make sure that people are able to worship wherever they are. Amen. So we want to make sure that that's possible and that's possible because of you. I thank you all so much because your fast really helped lift me up because you were help holding my arms up. And there's some other things that we'll discuss uh, when we get to our church conference next week, next week, I make sure that we send an email out this week. I get with my board members, make sure I get with my board. I said that last Sunday. For some reason, ain't nobody tell me. Now, I'm going to say this one more time. Make sure, because on Sunday, my mind, hey, drink. make sure I text my leaders and figure out when we're going to have church conference. Some call somebody names. If you right here, amen. Remind me of that, because we need to make sure that we set a date for the church conference and so we can get this budget squared away going into 2022. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Anyway, if you would, if you would, if you, if you don't have a handout, um, raise your hand and they'll bring you a handout. And if you're outside, if you don't have a handout, I'll blow your horn and toot your, yeah, blow your horn and flash your lights. And put your flashes on and they will bring you a, um, a, a handout. If you're watching us online, you can, the handout is online at willardmaxwell.org and newbeastgrove.org. And if you follow us on our email uh, list, 
then you already received one from info at willardmaxwell.org. If you are not following us and want to be a part of our email list and make sure you get lessons and different announcements, we will make sure that we do that. If you email us at info at willardmaxwell.org or secretary at newbeesgrove.org, and we'll make sure that we get you on the email list. Amen? All right, let me go ahead and get into this, this lesson. Thank you all so much. Oh, my God. Um, it's, it's a lot of scripture to read, but I won't be up here long. Um, I think I gave y'all my, so some of this stuff, it may seem a little weird because I, I, you got so many scriptures on there because I think I gave Donna my version, but it ain't going to hurt you. I got little stories in there and everything, so, so don't be confused. And, and, and one of them, when I talk about discharging the weapon, anyway, I just, that's not a verse. That's me in my notes. Amen. I want y'all to go home. God said, shoot somebody. <laughs> it's in my notes. But anyway, Genesis 24, 20 through 27 is what we, I just, just want to tell you what true, what true worshipers should not be afraid to do. That's what we're going to talk about today. It said, God desires for all believers to worship him sincerely. This type of worship to God should be expressed both privately and publicly by children of God. Every Christian should strive to reach a point where they worship God openly, boldly, and unashamedly. This lesson is designed to examine one episode in the life of Abraham's servant, Eliezer, and point out what true worshipers are not afraid to do. Amen? I'm going to read Genesis 24, 1 through 27, just so you can have the story. So I don't need to tell the story because the story is right here. Abraham was now very old, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. He said to the singer's servant in his household, the one in charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by the Lord that God of the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I am living but will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son Isaac. The servant asked him, what if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to this land? Shall I then take your son back to the country you came from? Make sure that you do not take my son back there, Abraham said. The Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's household and my native land, and who spoke to me and promised me an oath, saying, to your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you so that you can get a wife for my son from there. If the woman is unwilling to come back with you, then you will be released from the, this oath of mine. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of his master Abraham and swore an oath to him concerning this matter. Then the servant left, taking him, taking him ten, taking ten of his master's camels, loaded with all kinds of good things from his master. He set out for Aram and Nahariam and made his way to the town of Nahor. He had the camels kneel down near the well outside the town. It was toward the evening, the time the women go to draw water. Then he prayed, Lord God of my master Abraham, 
make my successful, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I'm standing beside this spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to the young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, drink and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. But this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Before he had finished praying, Rebekah came out with her jaw on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels too until they have had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, came, ran back to the well to draw more water and drew enough for all his camels without saying a word. The, had the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring weighing a becca and, told, and, and two gold braces weighing 10 shekels. Then he asked, whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, born, born by Nahor. And she said, we have plenty of straw and fodder as well as room for you to spend the night. Then the man bowed down and worshiped and the Lord saying, praise be to the Lord the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master, for me to the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. Ooh, ooh. look at here, look at here. I just got to tell you this. Look, number one. Let me, let me read this. Let me, let me just read this verse. He said, she, she said, moreover unto him, we have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge it. And the man bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. Look here. First of all, I got to just tell you all about this story. Look, true worshipers should not be afraid to discharge their worship. You can't be afraid to discharge it, right? If somebody walk in your house unannounced, breaking in, and you don't know them, come on, somebody, and you got a weapon, and you end up getting killed, and you got it in your hand, who fault is that? Yours, because you didn't discharge your weapon. You got to understand worship is not just to make you feel good. Worship is a weapon. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Worship will take you into dimensions that you've never been before if you learn how to truly worship God. That's why I want you to get here on time. Don't be like me and get here right in time for the sermon at 8 o'clock. You need to get here in time to worship. Because, see, I'm worshiping at home. when I'm, I'm not just sitting around. I'm sitting in text messages. I'm telling them what to do. I'm in worship. You understand what I'm saying? He worshiped God because, can you, do you understand the pressure he was under? Can, can I talk to the married folk? You found your own wife and husband, right? And sometimes you wonder. 
You found your own wife and husband, and sometimes it's funny how loud the women laugh. The men scared to laugh. <laughs> Just blink your eyes. Just blink your eyes there. I know you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> the women laugh loud enough with me. The pastor's trying to get me in trouble again. That's what he's trying to do. Look, seriously, though, it's a weapon. He had to worship. You, it's hard for you to find your own wife and husband. This man was told by his master to go find his son a wife. You, he out here going to look for a wife for his master's son, and he said, you know what? Don't worry about it if you don't find it. That's like, that's how women do, right? You, know, you want me to do this? Nah, that's okay. You ain't got to do it. You know good and well if you don't do it. You in trouble, right? You, you know. Come on, somebody. I know that I ain't got no wife. I know that. <laughs> Abraham said, don't worry about it if you can't find it. He know good and well something bad going to happen to me if I don't find his son or wife, right? And he had to go into worship. When you learn how to worship God in spirit and in truth, you'll begin to unlock some things in your life that you thought you weren't going to be able to do. And he prayed and he worshiped. And he specifically told God, this is what I'm worshiping you for. If this lady say this, this is the one. If she say she can come, this is the one. He set provision. Sometimes when you worship, you can go worship, you can be crazy. But I need you to know what you're worshiping about. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, you should learn how to lose control. You should learn how not to worry about if your wig tilting or not. You should have to not worry about if your heel broke. You should have to worry about if your tie not straight. You should have to get to the point where you learn how to worship and don't matter what you look like and don't matter how you act and get downright ignorant for God. You need to learn how to just be in your house every now and then and break out in worship and just thank God for all the things he's done. That's the type of worship he was in, and that's why he was able to do something that was highly impossible. Found this man a wife. Found this man a wife. Found him a holy wife. Can I talk to the shallow folk? Found him a fine wife. Come on, somebody. You lying about it, man. This ain't my, this ain't my, this ain't really my, my, my wife. This, this my, this my sister. Cause he was, she was so fine. He thought they were gonna kill him for her. Y'all, y'all better watch out, boy. And she was in her 80s, and when they were that was like, dude, he did a good job. Why? Because he learned how to worship, but he knew what he was worshiping for. He knew what he was praying for. Yes, get ignorant, but know what you're worshiping God for when you start going into the dimension because God is a big God and he can do it. See, you know the problem with you all, why you don't understand what you can do is because you keep saying, I can't do this and I can't do that. You can't do it, but you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You got to learn how to get in the closet. You got to learn how to get in front of God and magnify him and worship him because he's bigger than your problems. He's bigger than your enemies. Greater is he who was in you than he who was in the world, but he can't fit in you. All of him not in you. He's everywhere. He's in you. He's in me. He's in you. He's in the light. He's everywhere. And I begin, I'm going I'm to blow your mind with this sermon God me working on because it, and he says, in my father's house, there's many mansions. And if it was not, I would I always preach this for a funeral. 
But he ain't really talking about that. He's talking about when you're praying and when you're worshiping, you have a room in the heavenlies where he is. Come on, somebody. And you're up there in the heavenlies. You, how, how Pew said last week, you in two places at one time. You got to learn how to worship him in spirit and in truth. Come on, somebody. You got to learn how to work at him while you're right here, but you in the spirit at the same time, and you're in the heavenly realms where he is. That's why your weapons are not carnal, but a spiritual, but they're casting down of strongholds and vain imaginations and anything that exalted itself against the armies of the living God? Do you not understand that you battle not against flesh and blood but against principalities from high places and when you fight them you got to be somewhere high and that's why you got to learn how to worship him in spirit and in truth. You got to learn how to be right here but be in the spirit in the heavens, looking down and operating in the spirit and calling those things that be not as though they were. That will be done in earth as it already is done in heaven. In heaven is already done. You already rich. You already paid. You already blessed. You already you already liberated. You already free. You already healed. You just got to cause it to manifest down here and the only way you can do it is to learn how to discharge your weapon called worship. You worship him in spirit and in truth. I know, my, I, know, I know my master said he ain't worried about it, God, but I need you to help me because you know he is. Worship him in spirit and in truth. You got to learn how to worship him and be specific. I remember that time I told y'all this story before, but it fits this right here. You got to learn how to be specific and let God know specific things or listen to him. I worship God. It was funny because God wanted to show himself powerful at this school that I was an assistant principal at in DeKalb County. And I had stopped doing investigations because people like doing them. And I just said, y'all go ahead and do it. Because, you know, sometimes when you work for God, he'll make it look so good. Everybody want to do what you do. Who want to just sit there and suspend folks? I didn't like suspending kids. Yeah, do my job. I, that's, that's an awful job. I mean, I got to keep this, the kids safe that want to learn. So I did have to get rid of those impediments. But at the end of the day, it don't feel good. So yeah, do it. But there was this case, they couldn't do it, but they couldn't solve it. Uh, it was a young man harassing his lady via the internet, via email, and talking about, you got these, these, these I, like, I can see your thongs and all this shit. I don't even wear thongs and all this stuff. And I'm just, just keeping it real. That's what happened. Sorry, little kids. Thongs, they, they rubber bands. <laughs> Anyway, so, <laughs> Lord have mercy. So, so, so anyway, so she got to the point and they could never solve it. And she said, Maxwell, you always solve this. I need you to do this. And God said, I need you to go ahead and step up and do it. Because he said that he wanted to show himself powerful in this non-godly place. So I went home. I prayed. I worshiped. I don't, you don't have to worship here. I don't need Derek to sing for me every week. I don't need peaches every week. I, I, I can worship myself. I, I don't need Dre to play the organ when I'm at home. When I'm at home. I don't need Dre. <laughs> I, don't need, I, I can worship God by myself. Right? And so I'm worshiping him, and God said, the first person you see, that's who did it. 
I get up early in the morning, Deacon Dawson, six in the morning. I'm ready to get to work because if I don't get on the road by seven in the ATL, it, it, it takes me 30 minutes to get there without traffic. But if I leave at 701, it's going to be it's going to be 830 before I get there. I got up, couldn't find my keys. Lord have mercy, Brother Jarrell, couldn't find my keys. Didn't have no armor bearers back then, couldn't find them myself. Looking for the keys. Finally got out the house. Got out the house like 8.30. Now I'm thinking, okay, I thought I was going to solve something. Now I'm about to get fired, right? So I leave. I don't get to work to about 10 o'clock. I'm like, Lord have mercy. I'm about to lose my job. You about to lose your job. Remember that? So, 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 but, but, but the thing about it is, if I would have got there on time, I really wouldn't have been able to tell who I saw first because all the students arrive at the same time, buses and cars and everything. So I'm late. Then I get out the car. My God, I get out the car, uh, 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 digging more, and I can't find the folder I need. Looking through the car, looking through the folder, trying to find it, trying to find the folder, trying to find the folder. And then uh, I look up and I see the dude, soccer player top of the class. Whoa. God said it's him. And I was sure. Why? Because I had been in worship. I had been praying. God specifically told me who it was. I said, hey man, I need you to come to the office with me. Mind you, system principal over discipline, two hours and 30 minutes late, walking in, one of the star athletes who's on the honor roll this who did it. No investigation, no nothing, just worship. I'm telling you, that's it. Because if God tell me, it's a wrap. If God tell me, I'm done. I walk in, I sit down. Hey, man, I need you to, I, this is what's going on, blah, blah. Long story short, people came in, it can't be him, it can't be him. I said, hey, man. We know these emails came from you. I told them, be quiet, stand down. Y'all couldn't do it. Let my God handle this. I called a little S-R-O-N, amen. If he traced this computer, first I had to put aside, amen, you can't trace the computer, right? Yeah, all right. If you trace this computer, can you trace the computer? Can you trace an email to the source of where it came from? And they said, yes. How long would it take? I have it done today. I said, amen, you let me know what's up, and we good. We'll sit down and put you in some counseling. You won't get suspended if you go ahead and say, you know what, it was you. Hey, go ahead and let you know why you send the emails and produce them, print them out, and we good. I ain't do it. All right, you sure? Because I prayed about this. Now, everybody around me looking crazy because they don't go to church. We look at it. He says no. He begins to write. And he's writing just like the email's going. Because you know how you write shorthand when you text, but when you email somebody, you want to look like you got some sense. When you write, you, you don't write you. You write Y-O-U, right? Hopefully, that's what you do. When you text, you might put you. You might put you are for your. But when you write the email, you put your. Or somebody's going to be like, girl, she retarded. <laughs> so he wrote just like a text. I said, that's definitely him. The cop like, it's definitely him, but we're tracing computer. He didn't mean it. Trace the computer to him. Case Saul. Why? Worship and prayer. No investigation. No need. I didn't need to look for it. 
It had, God had already done that before. God had already shown me before. Uh, I, I don't want to get into all the examples. I'm just going to use this one. The funny thing about it is, I began to, so, so, so they began to, to laugh about it. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, Jesus told you this, Jesus told that. Okay, you could laugh if I didn't solve it, but what you laughing at now? If the case is solved. You understand? Can I let you know if you really start trusting God and lifting him up, He'll have you walking in such confidence that you don't worry about your naysayers. You don't worry about the evidence. I don't worry about people giving me an accolade and saying that this is going to happen if God tell me it's going to happen. Some people that be around me, you better learn. If you start even sounding like you're talking against what I believe in, I will shut you down and your feelings will be hurt. Why? Because I can't let the words from your mouth hit the ground and, and begin to go create something that's not in agreement with me. How can two walk together unless they agree? So if you don't agree with what I'm saying and you start speaking something contrary, I'm going to rebuke you. So stop doing it around me and your feelings won't be hurt. I ain't finna listen to that. So anyway, that's my story. Maybe it wasn't interesting to you, but I'm just letting you know, when you learn how to worship God, he'll do some impossible, and he'll send you signs if you ask for it specifically. He may not say, yes, Sister Drake, this is what you need to do, but he will send you signs if you ask for them. If you listen, he will show you. He said, look here, whoever you see, the first person you see when you get to that school, that's who it is. All them delays was just his divine intervention to make sure he put me in the right place at the right time. Can I talk to you? When you learn how to worship God, he'll put you in the right place at the right time. Oh, you don't hear me right now. He'll make sure you you what you are supposed to be at that time, at that moment. If I would have got there at 8 o'clock in the morning on time, I would have never seen him. If I didn't lose the folder, I never would have seen him. In fact, it wouldn't have been dramatic. It was like the movie. I was looking for it, I was looking for it, and all of a sudden, it's him. The whole turnaround. It's time for you to go. Oh, okay, I'm just, man, ain't long, I'm just blowing. <laughs> Pastor done went too long. Time to go home now. Number, <laughs> he wasn't going to stop it. It was going on. I'm like, no, he's going to let it keep running. Anyway, number two, well, let, me, let me read this verse. Let me read this. Let me read verse. Let me look at Genesis 24, 30 through, 33 through 48. Look, then food was set before him. Ooh, food, y'all. You only get that if you was on this fast. But he said, just like we said, I will not eat <laughs> until I have told you what I have to say. Then tell us. Laban, like, I'm ready to eat. You better hurry up and say something because we hungry. We ain't on no fast like you. Laban said, so he said, I'm Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master abundantly, and he has become wealthy. He has given me sheep and cattle, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife, Sarah, was born him a son in his old age, and he has given him everything he owns. And my master, 
made me swear an oath and said, you must not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I live, but go to my father's family and to my own clan and get a wife for my son. Then I asked my master, what if the woman will not come back with me? He replied, then the Lord before, the Lord before whom I have walked faithfully will, will send his angel with you and make your journey a success so that you can get a wife for my son from my own clan and from my father's family. You will be released from my oath if when you go to the clan, they refuse to give her to you. Then you will be released from my oath. When I came to the spring today, I said, Lord God of my master Abraham, if you will please grant success to the journey on which I have come, see I am standing beside this spring. If a young woman comes out to draw water and I say to her, please let me drink a little water from your jar, and if she says to me, drink and I will draw water for your camels too, let her be the one the Lord has chosen for my master's son. Before I finished praying in my heart, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water, and I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jar from her shoulder and said, drink, and I'll water your camels too. So I drank, and she watered the camels also. I asked her, whose daughter are you? She said, the daughter of Bethuel, son of Nahor, whom Milcah bore to him. And then I put the ring in her nose and bracelet on her arms, and I bowed down and worshiped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who led me on the right road to get the granddaughter of my master's brother of his son. Good look at here. See, look, you got to learn how to tell your story. You got to learn how to tell your story. Tell your story. You can't be scared. Look, at number two, <clears throat> true worship not be afraid to discuss their worship. You can't be scared, scared to discuss it. You got to let them know this is what happened. This is what I do. I'm faithful, and this is why God has blessed me. You got to start giving people testimonies. You got to let them know that story right there, I'm sure, started making somebody go to church. The one that I did when I was, when I was dealing with the, the, um, the, the stuff at the school that I was in DeKalb County, it was another time it happened. And I, I think I'm covering the north side, so I think some people in Stone Mountain may be listening too, so I'm going to give you this story. One time a cop came in, and he was looking for somebody that stole some man's car. And I said, I know who it is. They said, and I went and got the young man out the class. Hey, man, it's him right here. And the cop said, that ain't him. I said, I'm sure it is. Just like that. Because God had already told me, I told the young man the day before, hey, man, whatever you're doing, God said, stop doing it. Because I've been praying and I prayed for you the other night. And God said, whatever you're doing, stop doing it. I told him that, 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 that day, maybe, maybe it was a week, I don't know. So when he said, who, he said, somebody stole the car. He said, that ain't him. And then all of a sudden, the victim came in. He said, that's him, that's him. And the cop said, how do you know? I'm like, because I prayed about it. I pray and I cover this school every day. And God showed me stuff before it happened. And so he had the keys and they pulled the keys out of the pocket. He said, it was so funny. He said, these ain't even my pants. <laughs> he said, these ain't even my pants. <laughs> and the man said, yeah, he took the car in my driveway when I was warming it up and drove it to school. But see, it's because of prayer and worship. 
God showed me what was going on before it happened because I was in prayer and worship. And you got to learn how to share your testimonies. And some of your testimonies may not be as distinct or may not be as amazing as other people, but they're still testimonies. And you can't be afraid to discuss them and share your testimony to everybody to let them know how good God is. You got to let them know God told me to do this. God told me to leave my job. And then because I worked him, I knew when he told me to leave. Oh, you got to learn how to tell the people what's going on in your life. It would be more Christian. Churches would be busting it out the seam, even in the midst of a pandemic, if you begin to share what God has done for you. That's a form of your worship. You got to exalt God and let them know, if it had not been for God on my side, where would I be? I wouldn't be living. My sister died. My brother died. My uncle died. People around me died of COVID, but I'm still here. Other people lost their job, but I'm still here. I was diagnosed with cancer, but I'm still here. My God is a, my buckler and my shield. He is my ever-present help. He is my alpha and omega. He is. Ah, uh, I fooled you. I ain't finished. Uh. <laughs> I'm tripping. Back to what I was saying. <laughs> you got to know how to share your testimony. You got to know how to exalt your God. You got to tell people how good he is. That is also a form of worship. Worship means worthship. That means he's worthy of what it is you're giving him. In fact, he's even more worthy of what you give him even when you're giving it. You're still living in a pandemic. You still have a job. You still getting a paycheck when other people have been let go. You got PPP loans you know you didn't qualify for. I don't know if that's a good thing, but make sure you bring some proof with all that. Amen. Number three. <laughs> Number three, and we about to get out of here. Genesis 24, 51 through 52 says, Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and let her be my, thy master's son's wife. Let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord hath spoken. And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard their words, he worshiped the Lord, bowing himself. Look at here. When he heard them say, you, she will be his wife. Come on, somebody. When he heard Rebecca say, I will go home and be the wife. When he heard her daddy say, you can, she can go home and be the wife, and this the right person, he began to worship. You can't be afraid to display your worship when you're a child of God. You got to learn how to worship him. Come on, somebody. You got to learn how to just let loose. You don't have to come in here dignified every day, even if you got a suit on. You don't have to come in here looking like you got it all together all the time. Every now and then you ought to just look ignorant and crazy and uncouth and uneducated. You shouldn't even look like you have a doctorate degree. You shouldn't even look like you a, a delegate. You shouldn't even look like you got it all. You should be just looking. You should be so thankful to God that he blessed you in the midst of a pandemic. You should be so thankful to God that you just hold up holy hand and you can't even control your praise. 
Sometimes you ought to just scare folk. I was talking to somebody on the phone the other day, and I just said, hallelujah, scared the mess out of them. And I said, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to scare you. And they said, I know I could feel the true worship coming out you because God has brought me a mighty, mighty long way. God kept me in the midst of a pandemic. God kept my church. He kept them healthy. Lord, my God. Hey, oh, is this recording going to be good because it's squeaking? Oh, I can hear it screaming. Oh, Lord, I thank God that even in the midst of it, somebody going to get this stuff right. Somebody going to get the sound right. Somebody, I'm worshiping right now that in the name of Jesus, everything going to go together because we paid too much money for it. God, I hold up holy hands and you're going to make everything work the way it's supposed to work. I call those things that be not as though they were. I need you, God. You got to learn how to call on God and say, I know in the name of Jesus, I know I'm going to make it. I don't care. I'm a vote for who I vote for, but it don't matter if it's a Republican or Democrat because I'm, I'm not satisfied by the world, but I'm satisfied that every word that proceeded out of the mouth of my father, Lord, if you say I'm going to be blessed, even if the Republicans try to oppress me, even if the Democrats don't do me right, even if the independents don't vote the way I want them to go, at the end of the day, baby, you got me, God, so I'm going to keep on worshiping you. Because you bigger than any problem I got. When you learn how to just give your cares to God, when you learn how to just give him everything you got and just give it to him, he will bless you. Ooh. If you put God's name on it, I began to get scared because I said I said it. And God began to say, it doesn't matter that you said it. I remember I said, Gloria, going to be healed. Come on, somebody. I remember I said, Miss Brooks. And I said, I said it out loud. And I said, what, what if it don't happen? I, the devil began to speak to me, but I had to begin to take that word captive. Because at the end of the day, God said his words had never returned unto him void. And if he said by his stripe that they're supposed to be healed, well, almighty, you ought to be healed in the name of Jesus. If he said, I wish above all things that you be prospered in good health, even as your soul prospered, by all means, you ought to be in good health. Can I tell you, if he says he's the author and finisher of your faith, I'm supposed to walk in my healing. I'm supposed to walk in my deliverance. I speak it right now. Woo! Speak it and walk in it. Put his name on it. The servant put God's name on it. He said, God told me what I was going to have. I put his name on it. I put his name on healing. I put his name on deliverance. I put his name on my church. We decreed and declared that no one of our young people would be murdered or killed. And we said that back in 2011, and ain't nobody got killed in the midst of our house yet that's young. Why? Because we put the word on it. Ooh. It's time out playing patty cake with the devil. It's, it's time out. It's war. When you start going into the heavens and worshiping him, you got to know once you worship him, it's time for war. Because when you worship him, the devil coming. Because now he knows that you, he's, ah, oh, y'all don't hear me. He knows you a threat. And when you get ready to worship and you go to the courts of God, you better be ready to war with him down here and let him know. See, you see, some of y'all get upset because you get hurt. But the Bible says that you will bruise his head. He will bruise your heel. I'd rather have my foot hurt than my head hurt. Yeah, you might stomp your toe every now and then. Then, but you stomping your toe on the devil's head. You got to learn how to walk in your power and authority. 
And the only way you walk in your power and authority is when you learn how to worship him in spirit and in truth. <clears throat> Ooh, I, had to, I had to go my fast. Everybody kept saying, why you ain't going over here to meet this person? Why you ain't going over here to meet that person? But God told me to get in my secret place and hide in the rest of my fast. God will put me where he want to put me. He don't need people to do it. He may use them. But as long as I worship him in spirit and in truth, he's obligated to take care of of me. Ooh, worship him. Learn how to worship him and you will, un, you will unlock some things. Learn how to praise him and you will unlock some blessings. Ooh, Lord, I'm, I'm done. God is about to bless you and you got to be ready. You done came off a, off a 21 day fast. Oh, my God, you set your head to heaven, and God is blessing you. You didn't eat after 7 o'clock. The first week, you only ate fruits, vegetables, and nuts. The second week, some of y'all just ate fruit and vegetables because I forgot to say nuts. <laughs> but thank God for your obedience. <laughs> and then you just had out. God is about to bless you because that is also a form of worship. When you learn how to pray, when you learn how to fast, when you learn how to supplicate, when you learn how to worship him and praise him, that's worship. All of that is worship because you're letting God know that. I know you bigger than me. I know the devil is coming against me, but greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I know my God has me. I know he's going to bless me. I know he's going to deliver me. I know he, I know. And you got to understand, and the reason why you know it, because you know how big he is. Oh, you know how big he is. You know how great he is. You know how magnificent he is. And he's brought you through other things all the time. How mighty is your God? How worshipful. Oh, my God. Learn how to worship him and just thank him for things that he's already done. But can I tell you a secret? The Bible says, Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I shall fear no evil, which means some stuff I'm walking through I don't even see. I don't even know what God brought me through. I don't even know what God has brought. I don't know what enemy was trying to kill me, but I know his staff and his rod comforted me. Sometimes you ought to bring out in a shout for some stuff you don't even know God did. Some of y'all had staff members trying to kill you and you didn't even know that God kept you. You had folk in your computers that could have tried to destroy you, but God kept you. You had some haters that you've been in agreement and prayer with for 15, 20 years, but God kept you. Because yea, do I walk through the valley of shadow of death. I shall fear no evil because I worship him. And because I worship him, he keeps me in his secret place. He walks me through things that are impossible. He takes me to new levels. And I fight new devils, but I win because he gives me new weapons. I need you to learn how to worship him. I need you to learn how to worship him. We got about two more sermons on worship to make sure that it's in you. Then we'll go into prayer. Then we'll go into faith because I, I need you to be ready going into 2022. I need, you, I need you to be walking with your spiritual weapons. I need you to know how to worship. I need you to know how to pray. I need you to know how to walk by faith and not by sight. I need you to learn how to call those things that be not as though they were. I need you to be confident and know I didn't care how many people in Dunwoody told me I was crazy. I didn't know what I was talking about. I knew I had heard God. 
I ain't care nothing about no master's degree I had in, in administration that tells me what I need to do. That didn't bother me. I didn't care about no training. God told me what it was. And because God told me what it was, I knew. I talking about I ain't care nothing about that cop telling me that wasn't him. Dude, it is him. You just can't see. I ain't say that, but that's what I was thinking. I went even outside. Why? Because God told me who it was. Because I was in worship. I ain't care. They didn't want to give us three buildings in the beginning. God told me we were going to have all three. We, they ain't like me at first, but we friends now. We got all three buildings because that's what God showed me. And when God shows me what I'm supposed to have, I'm going to possess it. And that's how I need you to think. You can't keep coming to church every Sunday and not walking in the spirit I walk in. If you're still scared and you've been here 10 years, you got a problem. Follow me as I follow Christ. And we're going to possess this land. We're going to take what God has told us we're supposed to take. Because we're going to walk in the authority God has ordained us to walk in. You're going to walk in it. You're going to walk in it. <clears throat> I'm interceding for you. I'm travailing for you. You will walk in this power. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. I'm admonishing you. I'm commanding you to walk in your blessings. Walk in it because God has ordained it. It's already done in the heavens. You just got to learn how to worship him in spirit and in truth to cause it to manifest down here. Possess your healing. Possess your deliverance. Possess your wealth. Possess your children. Possess your breakthrough. Possess your abundance. But you can't possess if you don't learn how to worship him. You got to learn how to worship him not just in here but in your house. Not just in here but wherever you may be. And sometimes you may can't get loud at your job, but sometimes it's every now and then the spirit should be breaking out in your head and you just have a moment. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, under the sound of my voice, I ask for you to impart the spirit of worship into these people in the name of Jesus. I ask for you to impart worship into them right now in the name of Jesus so that they can walk in spirit and in truth and possess what it is you would have them possess. In the name of Jesus, we pray. <clears throat> Amen. Is there one that wants to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You may come right now. If you online, inbox us. Hallelujah. <clears throat> if you're outside, put your flashes on and toot your horn and they'll come to you. Is there one? <clears throat> Is there one in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Is there one? Oh, God. Is there one? Is there one that says, I need a church home. I need someone where the elders and the pastors and ministers and deacons can pray for me. In the name of Jesus, you may come. You put your flashes on and toot your horn. Inbox us. You may say, it's just me, oh, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. You may come. Right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you need prayer.
Hallelujah. I thank you, God, for your power and grace. I ask for you to cause these people to walk in your glory and power, possess the land, walk in their abundance. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.